I'm Scott Farber along with Larry Mallory. Uh, special edition today. Very special. We're, uh, we're uh, pleased and proud to have a couple of Vietnam veterans. And Larry, I'm going to let you introduce the gentleman with us today. Oh, great, great. Thank you, Scott. And uh, welcome, gentlemen. I'd first like to introduce Mr. Tony Berry. Um, a guest before. That's right. Tony Berry has been a guest on the show in the past, highlighting his military experience in the Air Force. And the most, one of the most amazing things is that Mr. Berry just uh, celebrated his 79th birthday. So happy birthday, Mr. Berry. Thank you. Thank great, you. great, Thank great. You. Blessed. Now, I'm around Mr. Berry a lot, Scott, because uh, he has this handyman business called Tony's Handiwork. And in fact, he just completed my entire, uh, complete restoration of my entire backyard pool deck. And he's made everything work in the backyard that wasn't working before. So... In fact, you know, based upon his work effort and his ADD commitment to quality, because it's going to be a quality job whenever he does it, I don't believe his birth certificate is right <laughs> being 79, because he works harder than I do in my own backyard. But the same effort and commitment displayed in his business life is also exemplified in his, in his social and his personal life. And he's been on the show before, and now he's back on the show to talk about uh, some very important things relating to the Thailand right, right. Uh, Veterans uh, Agent Orange acknowledgement. You know, you know, you're you're, you're going into the uh, serious stuff before I get to say my one joke. Oh, so let me get my one joke. Get that in. Yeah, right. yeah. Tony gets mad at me when I throw my jokes at the wrong time. <laughs> that's right. That's so right. I'm going to say. And he's a sergeant. Yeah, I know. So I'm going to get my one joke, and then we're going to get serious. That's okay. All right. My one joke is, and Larry is not a paid spokesperson, is he? Flip a coin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and our other, our other illustrious gentleman, our illustrious military veteran is Mr. Leon Watkins. I've known Mr. Locke Watkins for a long time. And he's a member of a family that's committed to community development uh, through their focus on education, uh, religion, and charitable giving. Uh, he attended Dunbar High School in, in Fort Worth, Texas. So he's a local, kind of a local guy. And his mother was a well-recognized teacher, principal, church, and community leader in the Fort Worth Stop 6 area. And I'm sure you'll talk a little bit about some of the things that she's done in that area. Uh, Mr. Watkins was a member of the U.S. Navy and served in the construction battalion. This is new for me, and it's called the CBs, right? And when I mentioned it actually to his, his guest, his partner day on there, he actually taught the CBs. So we got, you know, the CBs are, are something that's... Um, Pretty consistent between our two guests today. And both, uh, both Leon and Tony both served and had experiences in the Vietnam War. And gentlemen, we appreciate your service to our country. Thank you. Happy Veterans Day. Thank you. Happy birthday, Tony. Thank you. And again, thank you for appearing. And, and before we get into some of the issues that you know, we know you guys want to talk about, Leon, I'd like you to tell us some of your experiences in Vietnam. And, and share with us whatever you can. I mean, because when we got Tony, we got him to draw, and we were getting stories that I don't know if he necessarily tells everybody. Yeah. And, and I feel it's very important that you share, and we learn, like, in the, you know, we were talking about earlier, you know, before we were taping, how important the past is yeah. to remember it and, and, and move it forward. Yeah. So, you know, tell us some of your Vietnam experiences, and it doesn't be, let us know some of the things that weren't so wonderful. Well, from the beginning, as we were coming into the name, we were about to land and they started bombing the name airport. We had to take off. 
go down to Shulai, uh, then fly back up and land in the name. Ooh, about two or three hours later, because uh, we bombing it and we'd have no place to land. They were bombing the airfield. And that was the first experience. And plus, me and my buddies, we decided to shave our heads to look gung-ho. And uh, when you go to Vietnam, you find it's pretty hot over there. Yeah, yeah. About 130, 40 in the shade. <laughs> so we got muscles on our head. <laughs> we couldn't wear a caps for about two weeks. <laughs> oh, from the heat? From yeah. The... Yeah. Um, yeah. And from then on, it was rough going. <laughs> but uh, that's, that's just about all I can say right now about Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a scary moment? Oh, the whole seven months was scary because you had to learn how to deal with rats running along the rafters while you slept at night. I'm, t I'm talking rats about this big, not the tails, it was the rats about this big. <laughs> that's the body. That's the body <laughs> of the rat. And you had to learn how to sleep with them running along. As long as you didn't bother them, they didn't bother you. And it's it got to be nerve wracking. And plus a six eight inch gun going off every minute on the hour, every hour a day, seven days a week for seven months. Boom, 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 your hoot shook. So you had to learn how to sleep with that vibration every minute. Wow. And yeah, yeah. That's a, you got to learn how to sleep in that kind of thing. So Plus the rest. How prepared for this were you? Or did you guys just get here and here's what you have to do, go do it? Well, we, we had a little training before we went. But, well, I understand that you yeah, had the training, but, but, but did you know what you were going to face when you no, you know, stepped no, onto the land? No, no. See, I, I, was, I was in the CBs, but I was a fleet, I had a fleet rate, a storekeeper. And I was supposed to be aboard ship, but I flew every place I went. Yeah. And I led, I, I got over to Vietnam, I was on land. And it was, it was, <laughs> it was rough, it was rough. Yeah. And so we, so really, to tell you the truth, I was uh, about 30 miles below the DMZ, which is the demilitarized zone from Divide South, North uh, Vietnam, South Vietnam. And the major fighting was along that line. Right. And, and every night we, we get Vietnamese coming through the wire, the perimeter of the base. I was with the 101st Screaming Eagles base in Ojale, yeah. right outside of Phubai. Now you were there seven months? Mm -hmm. So as the time went on, and you're, you're, did you know when you were going to uh, leave? I well, mean, well, it was kind of good about the CBs. We were deployed so much stateside, so much. Uh, so you, but you, so you had a finite time. You know you were going to go back stateside. Right, at that. right, right. So as you got close to that date, did a nervousness, a fear factor go yes. up? Mm -hmm. Going, I, you know, I, I got to live another day to get there. Get there, because we, because we want to go back to the country. We, we call it back to the states. Yeah, yeah. Now, were you there, Tony, at the same time? No, no. no. I, I, like I said, I went through 
in 65 going into okay. Thailand yeah. and came back through Vietnam in 66 yeah. coming back out. But so, uh, we were only basically, what, 50, 60 miles from Vietnam mainland in right. Thailand, and we had eight military Air Force bases there. And the majority of all of our airstrikes and all of our air support for the ground troops in Vietnam came out of Thailand, our Thailand bases. So we were busy keeping our fighters and bombers <laughs> matched yeah, up and, yeah. you know, to go yeah. run missions in Vietnam. So. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. we were all classified, basically. Anybody, all the troops over there, Laos, Cambodia, Vietnam, Thailand, we were looked at as one big group. Right, and right. we were all classified formally as all participating in the Vietnam War. We were right. participating yeah. in the Vietnam yeah. War. Yeah. 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 Leon, if, if you had to speak to a group of uh, high school kids, mm -hmm. what would be the one thing you would tell them that know nothing about Vietnam or the Vietnam War? What is it that, that stands out in your mind the most that you would say, you really got to know this? In general, the, the being able to help, trying to help people that were uh, in wartime, you were fighting for them to help them out to, to achieve whatever they w wanted to achieve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, You're uh, just there to do the job. Yeah, I'm just there to do the job. You know, the, the country was so torn over this war. And, and it made it so hard for the vets, the right, Vietnam vets. Because right. everybody, everybody wasn't for it, for the war. Thank goodness now the Vietnam vets are starting to feel a little of the love that, that all the vets today get that's all deserved. <clears throat> How did you feel when you come back stateside? Did, did you well, it, it took 20, 23... Ooh, took 13 years for somebody to finally say, uh, thank you for your service. After I came back, wow! Yeah, and like everybody, everybody now they like to ask me what and all this. Yeah. They they tell you immediately, thank you, right? Thank you. Yeah. How did it make you feel when you heard it for the first time? Proud. Yeah. Really big. Yeah, yeah. What uh, Leon did? You know, Agent Orange was a key element in the mm -hmm. Vietnam area. Were you exposed? Are there any? Well, interactions with the Agent Orange right? Well, they say I, I was, but I didn't have to go out and jump on the fight. Okay. And but when they said they sprayed it, would 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 uh, uh, try to whatever purpose Agent Orange was being used for, I don't know. But I might have been affected by it. But never can tell. Mm -hmm. You never you never knew what was. Really happening over there because you just over there doing your job. Right, right. Yeah. Tony, tell us about Agent Orange. Right. Uh, Agent Orange basically was a chemical, okay, that was used in primarily in Vietnam, but all of the Southeast Asian countries, okay, including Thailand, where I spent the majority of my time, but the Laotian guys, guys in Laos, guys in Cambodia were all exposed to it. But anyway, the Agent Orange chemical was a chemical designed to defoliate the jungle, okay, uh, around our military bases. Right. And the reason why they wanted to defoliate the jungles was to eliminate the hiding places for both right. the Vietnam National Army and the Viet Cong, okay, uh, along with their supplies. In other words, we've defoliated the jungles around the base and they couldn't sneak up on us, basically. Did you guys have a knowledge or a fear of Agent Orange at the time? Well, at the time, our assumption was, was that it was okay. Yeah. Okay. That's the, that's the assumption. 
right. okay, which was ended up being an erroneous assumption. I was going to cover that in this, but anyway, uh, they had suspicions from the beginning. Dow Chemical Company, according to my research, was the first chemical manufacturer to produce it, right? Dow Chemical Company and the safety and the people that basically safeguard their operations said that possibly it could be detrimental to people, to our troops. Well, the government and I guess the powers that be decided, you know what? It's very important that we defoliate all of the jungles around our bases, you know, for safety to prevent the enemy from, you know, from sneaking in, et cetera. They made a decision, let's use it. And once they made a decision, let's use it, then it was applied to all of Vietnam, especially Thailand, Laos and Cambodia. Talk to guys over Laos and Cambodia. They said they saw the planes and saw the trucks and saw the... I mean, it was sprayed in different manners of dispersion, you know. Primarily low-flying aircraft, okay? But it was also trucks going around the perimeter of the bases, spraying it, and it worked. I mean, it defoliated around the bases. It accomplished the mission, in other words. But part of the mission wasn't to contaminate us. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you know I mean, what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just being a little... Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but, you know, you're, you're getting it, a Scott joke. Was that? <laughs> 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 I got you. <laughs> but anyway, that was the major purpose of it, to, 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 to defoliate, to kill the vegetation around the bases. Mm-hmm. Basically a security measure. Now, now let me ask yeah. you, you both this one question about it. When you look back now today, can you see that, was there a better way we could have done things? Uh, or were we so tired of the area, getting things over there, to, that that was the way it had to be well, done? Well, I, and I oh. mean, just looking back today, you know, uh, hindsight. Both of you guys. Well, what do you think? Here's the thing. Here's my perception of it. When it was going on, we all assumed it was okay. So right. we didn't give consideration to an, alter- an alternative uh, measure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. how about taking bulldozers? Just because we right. did a lot right. of that in road building. We built right. roads through the jungle. Yeah. We used bulldozers and all kinds of big construction equipment to clear out areas. Like when they wanted to build and extend the base out. What did they do? They take bulldozers, you know, and clear out all of the jungle foliage, you know, and build the building or whatever the case may right. be, or extend the runway. Right. 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 Now, that was an alternative, but keep in mind, the easiest way was sending a one twenty. You see, one twenty three aircraft. Well, we once one twenty three is and some uh, uh, C nineteen, which was the old prop driven slow right. flying, flying maybe about five hundred feet. Up. I mean, not even five hundred. I had uh, guys told me they would get down almost treetop level. You're right. The, the yeah. lower they could fly, yeah. the more effective. Oh boy! Yeah. Some talked about yeah. some of the guys that flew treetop level almost. Yeah. You know. And uh, it, it, like I say, they figured, hey, the easiest way to do it, we got the chemicals, we've got the planes, let's just fly around every base and kill the foliage. Do we have any idea of what these chemicals have done over the years in Vietnam for uh, produce and whatnot? It was very detrimental. I mean, it was detrimental to us too, but I doing my research, some of the research, I, and, and this was an aspect that I never really thought about, how it harmed the local people. Right. Well... We deliberately sprayed their crops. Yeah, right. In right. addition right. to the jungle, the foliage and the trees and the vines, right. and the, right. we we to d- deprive the enemy of food. Right. See, right. and one of the, the number one food was rice. Right. You know, we sprayed the, right. and we also sprayed their water sources, mm-hmm. the freshwater streams, yeah. all of that. See, once you once you you know you sprayed stuff, you know it goes everywhere. Right. So we contaminated their. There, obviously the, the, the foliage, right. but we contaminated that land, the farming land. We right. killed the crops that were growing. Right. We contaminated the water supply. Right. Okay, not only that, uh, one of the numbers I just came across last night doing this 
was that the Vietnamese, a vast segment of the Vietnam, Vietnamese people right now, I'm talking about second and third generation of the original people, mm-hmm. are got horrendous, same thing we're suffering from. You know, yeah. And, and, well, yeah. and I never really thought about the Vietnamese yeah. folks because, you know, well, yeah. they supposedly yeah. won a war. Well, we gave up yeah. the ship, really. Yeah. But uh, they're suffering greatly, sure. you see. So it was, it, the, the effects of Agent Orange, and primarily the, the stuff that's in Agent Orange is chemical called dioxin. It's produced in the part when they put Agent Orange together with a variety of chemicals, they produce dioxin. Yeah, and so dioxin is the stuff that gets into you. And you just wonder yeah. how many generations oh, before well, it, it's exactly. all cleaned out. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You know, for what they're In fact, uh, on my website, on my, on my Facebook group, okay, uh, Thailand, Vietnam, Agent Orange veterans in Thailand, uh, 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 I have friends who have kids that have with these diseases, and there's several instances of the grandchildren having these diseases. Mm-hmm. You know, okay? Wow. And they only sprayed, keep in mind, they only sprayed our perimeters. Yeah. In Southeast Asia, Vietnam, Thailand, Laos, they sprayed everywhere in Vietnam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean the local people. I mean that was part of the objective, the mission. Mm-hmm. We're going to deprive them of cover. Yeah, where they can't hide their troops, they can't hide their weapons, they can't hide nothing. And then we're going to go after their survival stuff. You know, the farming, the fields, the streams. Right. See, what I'm talking about. Yeah. They didn't. That was all part of the thing. And I, that's one of you. You was at him. Anything that I regret about that whole thing. Well, about the Vietnam War. Well, being in the military, we had to follow orders. Yeah. Right. You know, but we all had our, our, our uh, uh, opinions about right. whether right. we should right. be there, what shouldn't should be, be there, there. whatever yeah. the case may be. We had our opinions, you know. And my final opinion on this, and I know you didn't ask me this, but I, you, you asked, I think you would. My final opinion on the whole Vietnam thing is, first of all, we went there on a false premise. Right. Okay. Yeah. And the premise was, I don't know, what, I, maybe I shouldn't say false. But the premise was they were free North Vietnamese, which was communist, mm-hmm. South Vietnamese, which was had a democratic government. Mm-hmm. The North Vietnamese was going to invade the South and make the whole peninsula mm-hmm. right. communist. Right. Same thing in Korea. Right. Identical right. to Korea. Right. Korea is still separated. Right. Vietnam is united with the North when, you know, they, I keep saying all the said won, we kind of threw in the towel. But anyway, uh, and it turned out that, that, you know, after reading history of North Vietnamese, now, they said they had no intentions of ever trying to invade the South. Right, right. Just like the North Vietnamese, you know, I mean the North Koreans, which is a parallel situation, they talk a lot about we go and they, but they know we're too strong. Well, the North, the North Vietnamese knew that too, right. you know. So we go in there, and then in, in, in essence, we kind of did much as you know contributed to the the conflict as the North Vietnamese did. And, and again, this is my observation. Right. This is my opinion. This is everything. Well, let me see, Leon. Based on on things that he's saying, so you're there. Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever talk about why are we here? You, yep. you know, you we leave the United about. States and now you're in Vietnam. Yeah. You're on the other side of the world and you're not in a pretty situation. No, we're not. It wasn't. You, you know, so did you ever have those moments going, what are we doing here? Yeah. We talked about it every day. Every day we was a conversation. You know. Yeah. And like like he said, I regret that we left there. Right. And didn't finish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah. As you asked me earlier, did have any regrets about it? I hate that we left and we didn't finish the war. Right. And that's the only, only regret. And that was the only thing that about all the wars that that was never declared a war. Yes, right. It was a conflict. Everybody say the Vietnam War. It was. Vietnam 
conflict. Right, right. Just like the Korean conflict. Well, it was declared war. Well, yeah. it was the war is still war. not ending. They, right, they had a moratorium. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right, yeah. And yeah. it's yeah. still that. Yeah. It's still yeah. a moratorium. The Vietnam was the only, only, only ceasefire, basically. Yeah. Only thing that was declared a conflict yeah. in all, all our history. Yeah, yeah. He mentioned, he mentioned Vietnam nationals and Viet Cong. Mm -hmm. What's the difference? In well, the Vietnam, the Vietnam Army, okay, is a regimented organized army you know like our army okay they wore uniforms they were they were all regimented the Viet Cong was sort of like a guerrilla group right right they wore black right. primarily right because they were night, they did a lot of stuff at night Viet Cong, okay well mm -hmm. they in some some people's perception that the Viet Cong was really more effective than the regimented Vietnam army because the Viet Cong basically pretty much didn't play by rules. You know, we have war rules, Geneva yeah. conventions, yeah. Right. okay? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were outside the rules, so they yeah. could pretty much, whatever they leaders say, well, let's go do this, let's go, they did it. Now, I'm, I'm coming at this from a perspective of research. And read, I'm an avid reader, I love to read about, it, especially war history, all the way back to the Greco-Roman war, okay? But anyway, that was the deal. And the Vietnamese army, the official army, they had a commander in chief, just like our military. Right, right, they right. had all of the, the right. echelons. Right. Whereas the Viet Cong was like, hey, yeah, man, yeah. just feed us right. and give us a gun uh, yeah. and tell us what you want Bill's to do. Yeah. Yeah. They had, had, yeah. had built but, all uh, over. Just to comment on, on the big regret thing, mm -hmm. which I understand where you come from. My big regret, after giving it thought, was the 54,000 guys that right. died. Right, that's what right. Right. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Right. That's yeah. my right. And, and they, they left it unfinished. Yes, that's yes. what I'm talking about. And, 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 and the way I put it, I had 54,000 comrades died for nothing. nothing. Yeah. Now, I knew at the time yeah. while we were there. Yeah. I, you know, mm -hmm. And when you're going through this in the military, in the top of your head, well, I'm here because I was ordered to be here. Right. Which means I got to do my duty. Yeah. Whatever right. they tell me to do, I got to do. Right. But when, you, when, when it's all over and done, you're back home, and you're later years like me, you start thinking about and doing all of the research, doing the historical reading, doing all of the, the people that are reading about the people that was involved in the decision makers in the Vietnam War. Right. Decision makers really started with Westmoreland. Yeah, you know, of course, West Westmoreland was doing what Secretary of Defense McNamara right. was telling him to do. Right, right. You know, McNamara was getting it from and Westmoreland was the general. Westmoreland yeah, was the general, yeah, right? Uh, so they, you know, it, it was a big political thing more than anything, right. making political decisions based on certain experts that says we got to go do A instead of B, we got to do C instead of A, and the bottom line is the military is being well. We, we didn't have a choice, basically. Right. I mean, you volunteer, yeah, okay, I will do whatever. Yeah. But well, uh, let, me, let me ask you guys, well, first let me jump ahead so I don't forget this. Vietnam is now a big tourist spot. You know, they actually have the uh, Hilton Hotel. Right. You know, right. now. And you can win a vacation to go over there and all this. <laughs> what do you think? I don't want to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to go. I, I mean, people go there to vacation and tour, which I guess is the right thing no. that should be going on. No. But but you guys got to look at that a little bit differently. Because the memory's got to flood back of what this was. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, and, all, and all the people were lost. All the people that were lost. All them guys got killed. Actually, see, might as well say for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, just interesting. So how do you think that um, um, the wars that go on today that are basically endless, 
are we going to have the same issues that one day we just walk away and they're not finished? And, you know, and, and it's going to be the same thing then. I, I personally believe that Afghanistan, Iraq, and the other middle. Uh, my daughter has been, at, you know, in the Air Force. She's right. been deployed three times right. over there. Okay. And uh, we, you need to bring her on. Yeah, oh, we, yeah. She, yeah. She, 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 she looked. She was very impressed by. Her. Okay, good. Dad, I'm very proud of you. You really did. But of course, the daughter's really. But anyway, get it. Uh, I th we're there. I think our intentions are honest. Like I think our intentions in Vietnam was honest. Well, of course. I think you know. I mean, I, I keep that keeps. You know, we're trying to help people. That's the big thing. We want to help people. And but over there in, in, in the Middle East, you know, Iraq, uh, Iran, Lebanon, and the other countries, uh, UAE, Emirates, and all of this. Those countries are perfectly capable of defending themselves to a point. Right. You know, and then I question, okay, they got tons of money, the both of those, you know, from oil and from whatever, you know? And I'm thinking, let their, they got armies, they got standing armies, standing navies, they got the same thing we got, but for some reason, you know, our leaders, powers that be, says, well, we really need to go there to ensure that the bad guys don't win. Right, right. That's the big end. To make sure. And then a lot of the time, the bad guys don't win syndrome is a tied to other issues like uh, the, the, their, uh, their money-making case. Okay. Uh, for instance, uh, you know, our, our government will look at the socioeconomic status of those countries. If the country's got oil, believe it, our good old government going to send us there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to protect the oil fields. All right? Mm -hmm. Talking about to protect the the, the banking system to hey we, we don't want all the money to fall in the hands of bad guys we damn sure don't want the oil to fall into bad guys so therefore we better send our five hundred thousand I'm just kind of exaggerating you know, mm -hmm. our hundred thousand troops over there to help give them assistance military assistance that's the word they use military assistance but getting back to one of the uh, thing that you uh, that you brought up uh, which had to do with uh, uh, being you being you know in Vietnam and well like I think I told you but like when I, I, I know what it was, you, you asked the question, how do I feel about the visiting of Vietnam? Remember you just asked them that? Yeah. Here's my thing on that. I believe, I, I always believe that time cures almost everything. Right. If you want to go back to, you know, the, our, our war of independence, we shouldn't go to India, we shouldn't go to England. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Right. England... We fought a war. But I, but I was to, for I ain't war for independence. Yeah, I know. I know but, but, yeah. the, but the difference Oh, is, we shouldn't go back to Germany. But, Germany had the Holocaust. Right. Yeah. The, so, the, the difference is, is that uh, this is still close. Oh, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah I know what your intentions were. You, you know, you get so far away that, yeah, exactly. okay. It's exactly. like, like we were talking about in another podcast. Mm -hmm. About uh, the assassination of JFK is now right. a footnote. Right. Oh, yeah. You, mm -hmm. you, you know, uh, type thing. So yeah, it, it goes back there. You know, I think Larry hit the spot on that when you you mentioned the fact that you know the time time lag. Yeah. 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 You know, like like I don't know what information feed. I only know about. I can still remember you know, what, what I was doing the day he got killed. Oh yeah, we. Yeah, I was I so great. Firmly in fact, I brought that up on the first podcast about where, what I was doing when yeah. Kennedy got killed. You yeah. Know? But like Larry was saying, you know, it's it's a time aspect to all of that, yeah. and eventually time will bury. It's unfortunate, right? And the schools, and the and also the schools quit teaching that 
a lot of cases. They don't put emphasis because we got new things to be concerned. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? We got new things. New things are constantly happening. So it buries the old things. How do you how do you keep the knowledge of Vietnam alive then? I mean, you know, it's like 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 you know, we've talked about you know that question I had: what was World War Two? You know, but as an example, yeah, well, one little thing. But but as our generation passes, how how does it stay alive? What's the story that's told? Who tells the story? Who keeps it going? Who tells people about what you saw there when you? Uh, when you uh, first landed there, yeah. you, you know how how does that how does that keep going? And I'm not talking about you personally. I'm talking about in general. Yeah. Yeah. What do we do to keep it uh, to keep the information alive? Well, put it put it put it in our books that they teach us. But like I say, they don't use books too much anymore. They use yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you an interesting story uh, about them. My dad was uh, in World War Two. And he uh, was a bombardier uh, and, uh, uh, over Japan. And one day, uh, back in the States, many years after the war, uh, he ran into a, uh, a Japanese couple that were my age. So they were born after the war, but they were from one of the cities my dad bombed. And they said, you know, he, he met, asked them where they were from. And they told him, he said, oh, I bombed that city. They go, what do you mean you bombed that city? He goes, in World War II, I bombed it. And they go, what are you talking about? <clears throat> so they had my folks over to dinner that night because they didn't know that there was a war. Mm. They knew that the United States dropped an atom bomb, but they didn't know why. Uh-huh. But they didn't know there was a whole war going on. Yeah. You know, now they weren't born yet, but it wasn't in their history books anymore. Exactly. See, and, and, and so when we talk about how are we going to ensure these stories get passed down and correctly, you know, it's got to be from you guys. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's, it's got to be you guys telling your story on, on opportunities like this. Yeah. Yeah. I lose you Generation Broadcasting Center yeah. doing just that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. no, you're welcome. Thank you guys. But, but, but when you think about that, it's really important because how, you know, you know, you know we've got to ensure it. And, and I think that's one of the reasons we talked about bringing visibility to the Thailand uh, right. situations regarding Agent Orange. Because uh, I'm 67 years old, and when I listen to some of the things that Mr. Berry was talking about in terms of over 300 guys on a website regarding Agent Orange in right. Thailand... I have never heard that before. Never heard yeah. that kind of information. Mm-hmm. I always thought that the Vietnam situation, Agent Orange was only relating to Vietnam. And so when you talk about, you know, that, that's the kind of initiatives I think that ends up supporting that era. When you look out for the things for guys that, that are having issues, guys that are having problems, guys that don't have a voice. Right. And, and again, I, I think it was very good, Tony, that you shook his hand because GBC TV... Exactly. .net is bringing that story to light, and I think it will help it in the long run. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. You're a hero in my book. Man. I'm serious about it. <laughs> you guys are the heroes. We're just no, we're just trying to pass the information along. Yeah, that's right. You, you know, um, both of these gentlemen, uh, uh, I think their backgrounds are team-like backgrounds. You know, I come out of a team. You come out of a team. And um, one of the things that, that I like about them is that both of them uh, 
in their lifespan now, they're doing things to help their fellow teammates. Especially Tony. Tony is involved in something we, uh, relating to something I didn't even know about, Scott, uh, talking about Agent Orange. You hear a lot about that with anyone that served in Vietnam, but you didn't know the impact of Agent Orange outside of Vietnam. And, and in Tony's case, he's been an advocate for over, I think, over 300 of his fellow guys. Yeah, something that, more like five of them. That live across the United States. And he's one of the guys that's bringing visibility to the Thailand Agent Orange Acknowledgement Environment. So, Tony, thank you. And would you like to share anything regarding that? Yeah, I would. That? I, I really would. I want to thank you for that. And I want to thank this, my hero right here, seriously, for <laughs> giving me the opportunity to really to kind of further our cause. So basically, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to start a square one on this thing. Most of you guys are familiar with the early stuff. Uh, well, and, and I, I did some research. I, just to reaffirm what I had already known, I just like to read uh, just a short resume of the history of Asian, you know, the whole thing. It says, uh, Agent Orange was a powerful herbicide used by U.S. military forces during the Vietnam War to eliminate forest cover and crops for North Vietnamese and Viet Cong troops. Agent Orange, which contained the deadly chemical dioxin, was the most commonly used herbicide. Okay, now there were other herbicides too, but Agent Orange was the most powerful one. Okay, and Agent Orange initial use, where it got notoriety, was the use in Vietnam, because that's where the ground war was being fought. Now, war was being fought in other ways. The Navy fought on coast, we fought in Thailand, Cambodia, Laos, but anyway, the, the, the Agent Orange focus was in Vietnam. Well, Congress passed the appropriate law, okay, to after this is some years later after the guys started coming down with all kinds of bad diseases cancers and heart problems and you name it well they finally congress finally says okay we are saying that according to their specialists that yes dioxin would cause all these illness consequently what congress did congress passed a what we just to put it bluntly a presumption of exposure law now the law is like two pages but basically, it says everybody that, including you, okay, mm -hmm. and if you got anything wrong with you, file it. I mean, you, you get it automatically. You get your you get your pay automatically. And you get back pay from the time you were there. But anyway, uh, the presumption of exposure being the key phrase in this whole thing. But they said the presumption of exposure would only be applied to Vietnamese guys that were on the ground in Vietnam and the Blue Water Navy. Blue Water Navy is the deep sea part of the Navy, the big ships that. Right, that was within 10 miles of the Vietnamese coast. And I think they came up with that primarily because some of the Navy ships brought in the Asian Orange in 55-gallon drums. You know, And I've talked to some Navy guys, and they said, yeah, man, we did that. Yeah, we would bring them to the dock, unload them, go back and get another load, blah, blah. So Congress says, okay, the presumption of exposure was simply going to be on-the-ground troops in Vietnam, okay, all branches, by the way, I mean, whoever was there, and the Blue Water Navy. Well, they totally, we were sprayed also, okay, Thailand. I'm telling you, it was really heavily sprayed. Nobody really ever, this was what, you guys ever heard of the secret war? Mm -hmm. Secret war was our troops in Cambodia and Laos. Yeah. See, according to the rules, we weren't supposed to be there. And we had a secret air force called Air America, okay, mm -hmm. that went on various missions and wherever they were needed, okay, kind of like in secret. But anyway, so right now, you know, I have one of those illnesses. Okay, thank the Lord that it's under control. But we are trying to get our 
compensation are cases heard by the Veterans Administration individually. All 500 or how many is on our Facebook group, we're fighting these individual battles. We're dealing, we're sending letters in. So like I, I, I first applied in 2011, got turned down, right, for what I consider kind of a flaky excuse. Then I reapplied again, like in 2016, got turned down again for another, another flaky excuse, right? And all my buddies that I, you know, we, 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 could, we uh, post daily on what's happening to our individual cases. And they all going through the same thing. They all being given a runaround. They all being given lip service, blah, 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 blah. Some of them have gotten to, to law firms, there's specific law firms in the United States that that's what they do. They represent Thailand herbicide exposure, you know, Asian Orange primarily, okay? And some of those are winning their cases. Uh, unfortunately, uh, some of them are dying before they their cases sure. they get approved. And on our, and one of that I told Larry about this uh, on our on our group uh, Facebook group we have a wall. Okay, every time we lose a guy, his folks put their name on the wall, the name, the rank, the branch of service, what their job was, when they went numb or Thailand or whatever case may be. Well, this case is Thailand, right? And right now, and I just joined a group about two years ago. And that list has practically doubled since I've been a member of the group. In other words, our guys, are, we're losing our guys, okay, waiting to, to get their fair compensation. But anyway, uh, getting back to history. Um, so it, it started in Vietnam. Vietnam guys have been approved. Blue Water Navy been approved. Thailand guys, they're pushing aside. Cambodian guys and Laotian guys from People I've talked to says that man, we don't even have nothing going in our, you know, we got to get together. And Larry, Larry gave me a good thing too relating to his, his players' association. How we have to formally organize, mm -hmm. and that's going to be my next move with the group. Okay, in fact, I'm probably going to go in there tonight and, and kind of plant that seed, you know. And I'll, and if you and I told you I want to like to use your group, I, ain't, I don't have to use your name, mm -hmm. but I'm gonna say I got a good friend, NFL players, blah blah blah. They going through the same thing with concussion, blah blah. I said we need, and they're having reasonably good to success, so we should apply that to our group. But anyway, um, the uh, uh, Agent Orange was very detrimental. Right now, it's very detrimental to to guys like me, and 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 the sad part about it is. It's, 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 it's passed through genetics, okay? Like I think I mentioned earlier that I know guys that have passed on. I know guys that's very sick, and I know guys that's got daughters and sons that's sick, and even a few cases of grandkids being sick through this dioxin being passed down uh, uh, through genetics, you know. But we, we have... Uh, uh, you know, and the individual fight, yes. We got the group to bring notoriety. We got you, you know, got, I appreciate your thing. And uh, we got congressional bills. Uh, I, I got, I don't want to get too much detail on it. We push for time. But we got a bill in the, in the House and a bill in the Senate. And I do want to you know, run this by you, tell you where it is at the moment. Uh, both bills. Uh, oh, by the way, this Operation Ranch Hand, that's the operational name of the spring. I don't know if you ever heard of Operation Ranch Hand. Never yeah, I've never heard of Okay, Ranch Hand. That is the actual military operation. They consider it a military operation. Defoiling, you know, depriving the enemy of, uh, of stuff. Uh, okay, yeah, I've already done that. Uh, again, this stuff I got, it's, it's, it's accessible to anybody that want to do a little research, take a dive into it. It's right there on the web. Uh, and it's all proven stuff. And, uh, okay, uh, let's see real quickly. Health issues. Uh, okay, here's some of the illnesses real quickly. 
including rashes and other skin irritation, miscarriages, psychological symptoms, two-type diabetes, type 2, birth defects in children, and cancers such as Hodgkin's disease, prostate cancer, which is me, and leukemia. Okay, so that's, that's some of the effects, but let me get to my, because uh, this is, I feel, I personally feel our best shot is, uh, this is the ongoing toll, what's happening to the people. Uh, three, okay. We got, uh, well, here's what I want right here. In the house, we have a building. This is what we may end up, you mentioned going to have a march, I think. Did you say something about that? Mm -hmm. We may, and I'm going to put that forth with the group too. But anyway, here the, we have a, a HR, which is a house bill, 4843. Here's the, here's the title. To modify the presumption of service connection for veterans who were exposed to herbicide agents while serving in the armed forces in Thailand during the Vietnam era and for other response uh, purposes. Okay, the latest action, and this is how the lip service comes in. Okay, latest action. Refer to subcommittee on disability assistance and memorial affairs. Now, that's the committee they sent our thing to. That's the House bill, Senate bill, that, uh, uh, the name of it. A bill to modify the presumption of service connection for veterans who were exposed to herbicide agents while serving in the armed forces in Thailand during the Vietnam era and for other purposes. So it's kind of, kind of mocks the first one with that bill and how, but here's the, here's the latest on that. Read twice and refer to the Committee on Veterans Affairs. Now that's what, yeah, they did, yeah. that's, that's where we are right there, right, right. which ain't nowhere. Right, right. So I'm talking about, you know what happened, I don't know, you, you know about some of that. Anytime a, you know, a bill is handed down to a subcommittee, that's like, well, let me put it over here in that file and leave it there till we think about it again. Right. That's really the deal. Because I've talked to people that, that's well versed on uh, uh, procedures as far as passing bills, you know, turning bills into laws and all that kind of stuff. They say, man, the people, unless somebody boots them in the butt, or unless we do a march, or unless we do some dramatic, that's what it takes. You got to be dramatic with this stuff. Like getting out there, I don't like to say raising hell on the street with the signs, but. I mean, that's how other people get stuff done. Right. You know what I'm talking about? But anyway, uh, this is, as far as I'm concerned, these are two, if you want to call them, big deals. Right. Because I think I can write letters all day long and, and, you know, on my individual case. And uh, I can't let's see. Blue, oh, the Blue Water Navy. Yeah, by the way, the Blue Water Navy was recently passed uh, here about this, summer, this past summer. Whereas now, you guys, see, even not only you qualify, you, are, you got presumption of innocence, I mean, a presumption of exposure. So if you have any of those ailments, I don't care whether it's bad hearing or whatever, go to the VA, apply, you automatically assume, yeah, you got it from the Agent Orange. And they will give you a, a, a percentage, okay, of, of uh, benefits, which is money. It could be anywhere from, like, I only got 10% for hearing. See, I submitted, can you imagine this? I submitted hearing and prostate cancer at the same time. They gave me a template for hearing and says, well, we don't have no proof about the, this thing causing prostate cancer. So therefore, it's denied. So what I'm saying is you were in, actually on the ground and now, so you are, you got the presumption of innocence, man. So go for it. Go do it. Okay? I mean, if I don't get one thing to done today, I want you to do that. All right. Okay? All right. So you, 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 uh, you know, so you may be unaware of all of it. But you got money coming, man. You you will get up. Uh, do you draw this building? VA yeah. disability? What, uh, what percentage? Forty. Okay. What is that based on? My back. Where'd you hurt your back? Uh, Cuba. Cuba. You got a whole Vietnam Vietnam thing coming. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. if you got anything else wrong with your hearing, throats, anything that's you know. Yeah. He is a first sergeant. Yeah. 
So you got to do what he said. <laughs> yes. Well, in the Navy, yes, I don't sir. Look at, what do you what do you call for, in the Navy? We don't call him first. Chief. You? Chief. Okay. But uh, like I say, man, I'm at the, that's what one thing I'm gonna get, get across to you. Go do it, man. You know, if you if you got a bona fide thing. You know, and it, at our age, I'm pretty sure you can come up with something. That's a trivial. I'll come, I'll come up with quite a few. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. And you already, you already, you got the green light. Yeah. All they're going to declare, okay, they'll increase your forty percent. Yeah. We may even take it up to hundred. Yeah. Okay. And gentlemen, we're going to leave it there because of okay. time, but we're going to be back. We'll, we'll come okay. back and do this again. Yeah. Thank you very okay. much. I appreciate Thank you. Coming okay. out can today. I say one one more little quick thing? And I want to give uh, let my uh, Facebook group. Where's the camera? Uh, guys, uh, whatever, uh, my Facebook group, you know, our uh, Thailand, our Asian Orange guys, I want you guys to, 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 if you can, go to the web and look up Generations Broadcasting Center. Well, uh, if they're here, gbctv.net. Okay, gbctv.net, and I want you guys to kind of see this. And, and if you have an opportunity in your local neighborhoods to, uh, uh, to do uh, stuff like this. I was fortunate through my friend Larry to to get me involved in this, and I'm, I'm and and because we got to spread the word. You guys know that. You guys are doing a great job out there trying to with your individual cases, and you're doing it through our congressional efforts. Uh, none of us is uh, we, nobody's running the show right, right. now. By the way, see the only the only group effort we have is the congressional thing. These two bills. Well, you're bringing visibility. To That's it. what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. But anyway, are you back on? I just need to say yeah, a couple yeah, more. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just want again. Uh, I, I want to thank this man here, my friend, my friend there, my new friend here, <laughs> and Generation Broadcasting Center for giving me this opportunity, and I, and and I'm just so grateful for it. Thank you, sir. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Larry. All right. Thanks, Leon. Thank Take care.